Welcome, welcome, welcome to Lunch Hour with High Achievers. We'd like to welcome everyone that is joining us this afternoon. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You are blessed and highly favored. We give God all the glory that we slept and awoke because he sustained us. Glory to God. Once again, you are all welcome. Pastor Dada, God richly bless yourself for joining us this afternoon. God bless you, man of God. The Lord bless you and increase you on every side. God bless you, Pastor Dada. God bless you, Mama B. You are welcome. God bless you, Agnes. You are welcome. God bless you, Miriam. You are welcome. God bless you. As usual, let's start sharing. Let's start sharing. Many more people need to join us. On this platform, Mama B says, God bless you, Bishop. Your students are ready. <laughs> Glory to God. We are excited about this topic. It's going to run for a couple of weeks. You know, there are powerful truths that we need to know. You know, apart from there's a time to fast, there's a time to pray, and there's a time to also work. There's a time to work smart. There's a time for thinking. But all these things must be motivated by you discovering the purpose for which you are here. So we're going to devote a couple of weeks on these Saturdays to deal with this subject about how to discover God's purpose for your life and the reasons for discovering God's purpose for your life. As you are aware on this platform that this whole month we are dealing with the subject of the Holy Spirit in our churches. And the Holy Spirit is the one that is in charge of the earth right now after in the Old Testament from Genesis all the way down to Malachi is God at work through men. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jesus at work. But after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, from the book of Acts of the Apostles all the way down, especially the book of Acts, is the Holy Spirit who is at work in this dispensation. And he's the one who can teach us. He's the one who can guide us. We've discovered that he is our strengthener. He is our lawyer. He's our advocate. He's our teacher. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. He's our strengthener. He's our standby. Is the revealer of God's purpose for our life. Jesus said, as I'm leaving, I'm going to send you, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I will send you the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things. And everything that you do in life must be motivated by your discovery of your purpose for your life. Haven't discovered, haven't found, or haven't given your life to Christ. The next thing you need to know is to discover why he created you. Why am I here? What am I created for? Who am I called to? Why was I born? Why am I in the country in which I am? These are very, very powerful things. So we're going to take our time to deal with this subject. Reason being, there's a time, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 has on the screen, there's a time for everything. There is a time, there's a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot. So there's time for everything. But the underlining fundamental fact is, do you know why you are here? And if you know why you are here, the next phase of my life, the next phase of your life, the next phase of our ministry, who to marry, who to associate with, what to invest in, what business am I to get in, what profession, what career, all these things are dictated by your discovery of your purpose. So we're going to be looking at um, how to discover. There are many people who are not working within their purpose. They are engaged in trial and error. That's why we're dealing with how to be led by the Spirit on Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. on this platform in our Global School of Wisdom. 
They're doing a lot of trial and error, a lot of hits and misses all over the place. So they are not in the center of what they have been called to do. So we're going to take our time. The number one thing, you know, um, it was Miles Monroe also who said, um, the two most, no, it was, I think it was Jim Rohn who said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. <laughs> the two most important days in your life and my life are the day you were born and the day you discover why you were born. The day you were born is brilliant. But have I discovered why I was born? Because there is a reason why I was born. God just did not throw us out here That's for the purpose of populating the earth. There is a reason why you were born. So the most, the two most important days in your life are number one, the day you were born. And number two, the day you discover why you were born. So we're going to start also start sharing, start sharing and inviting. Tell somebody, call somebody right now, text somebody right now, WhatsApp somebody right now, <laughs> email somebody right now. Whatever you need to do, get somebody on this screen right now to benefit from this powerful series that we are starting today, how to discover God's purpose for your life. And if you have discovered God's purpose for your life, are you working it? Are you pursuing it? And each day, do you know the next thing that you need to do, the next thing you need to do, or are you in one particular place and you are not moving? So how do I discover God's purpose for my life? So tell somebody Tag somebody and share this on your timeline. Abi Belland, you are welcome. KJ Sparkles, you are welcome. So invite as many people as you know. We are looking at the subject, how to discover God's purpose for your life. So why is purpose so important? Number one, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Where purpose is unknown, Abuse is inevitable. Many have not discovered their purpose and so are just floating through life. You're not supposed to be cruising through life. You're allowed to cruise on a ship when you are going on a honeymoon or you are going on your holiday. But cruising through life without a purpose is, is, is detrimental to your life and my life. We're supposed to live a purpose-driven life, not a cruising, just cruising, floating through life, not knowing where we are going. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Remember, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born. That's one, one aspect. But have I discovered the purpose for which I was born? That is crucial. That's what determines what I do. That's what determines my provision. That's what determines my impact. That's what determines my significance. And as a matter of fact, when we get to heaven, that's what will be asked. Did you do what I told you to do? Faith, well done, thou good and faithful servant in serving your generation. So where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. What do we mean? When you don't know your purpose, you abuse your life. You abuse and waste your life when you are ignorant of your purpose. We abuse our lives when there's ignorance of our purpose, when we don't know what we are here for. We abuse our life. We waste our life. We waste our time when we don't know why we are here. Because you are not born to do everything, you are not called to everyone. There's something in particular. Even your, your, even who you marry, 
is determined by your purpose. You marry someone based on your destination, on your purpose. You don't want to marry somebody who's outside your purpose because you like your life will be derailed. You won't be able to fulfill your purpose in life if you marry a wrong person. And also, your career choices are all determined, or all should be determined. They must all be determined by your purpose. So, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. I mean, it's just automatic because you don't know what your purpose is. <laughs> abuse is inevitable. I, I humorously used to say it's just like buying a t- television set and thinking that the television set is a refrigerator. And so you take your drinks and want to put it inside the television set to cool it for you to drink it. Now, the purpose of a television set is not for refrigerating or making cold your drinks. A television set is for watching. A refrigerator is for cooling things that you want to cool. So the purpose of a television set is different from the purpose of a refrigerator. So some people are living as um, um, they are born to be a refrigerator, but they are operating as TVs or want to become TVs and so are frustrated in life. So remember, the question you must ask, why did God create me? What was I born for? Why am I here? Who am I here for? Why? Because the greatest tragedy in life is to be alive and not know why you are alive. See, to be alive and not know why you are alive, you are more or less a living dead. To be alive and not know why you are alive is the greatest tragedy of life. To be alive and not know why you are alive is the greatest tragedy of life. And the greatest waste on this planet is wasted potential. All that people are capable of becoming but never became because they never discovered their gifts, they never discovered their strengths, they never discovered their potentials, and so are are living uh, either half of themselves, a quarter of themselves, or zero of themselves. So purpose is key. Bill Gates discovered his purpose. He left the university because he discovered this is not working for me and pursued his purpose. Steve Jobs did the same. All great men, Michael Faraday, Albert Einstein, Alexander Bell, all the great men of old and great contemporary uh, achievers of this day, all of them discovered their purpose. Know the purpose of a fridge and know the purpose of a microwave and know the purpose of a TV. You don't buy a TV and put it inside your kitchen and expect to warm, warm your food in there. The same is the same with, with, with us as human beings. So the greatest tragedy in life is to be alive, not know why you are alive. And the greatest wastage, wastage, wastage is not the food you wasted. Greatest wastage in life is great, the wastage of potential. All that people are capable of becoming but a skeleton of themselves, a skeleton of themselves, a skeleton of themselves, but that shall not be our portion. That is why in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 to 10, Bible says before God speaking to Jeremiah, God revealed his purpose for Jeremiah right from the onset so he does not derail his life. He said, before I formed you, this was God speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. God knows you. God knew the purpose for which he called you. And it's very important that we take time. You know, one of the reasons why sometimes we don't like to find out what God's purpose is for, purpose is for our life, or rather want to find out from, want to go to uh, and bother men of God, uh, women of God, 
to tell us what God has, 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 has called us to be. That has got its place, but as a matter of fact, it should actually confirm to you what God has already told you or get you on a, put you on a search to find out and confirm what they have said about you. See, all great men, my wife, all great men, including Reverend Michael Hattonwood, have discovered their purpose and are fulfilling their assignment. My assignment in life is to raise generational leaders. Everyone that listens to me must be translated into from a follower into a transformational generational leader. Not just a leader, but a leader with generations in mind. Not just a leader who is thinking about today, but a leader who is thinking about tomorrow. A father who is thinking about tomorrow. A mother who is thinking about tomorrow. A student who is thinking about tomorrow. A wife, a husband. A person who is thinking of tomorrow. To translate, to raise, transform followers into transformational generational leaders. That is my assignment. You are not born to remain a follower. You will always be following somebody that's ahead of you, like a mentor, a coach, or a father, a pastor, a bishop, but you're supposed to be a leader of leaders. And that is what, so all of our teachings are always to change the mindset of people to start thinking like leaders, not problem creators, but problem solvers. So God comes to Jeremiah and said categorically to Jeremiah, before I formed you. So you listen. Glory <laughs> to God. I feel the witness. Your purpose was not determined when your mother met your father and decided to get married or whatever. No. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 1. Before I formed you. You were on God's mind. <laughs> long before your mama met your daddy. You were on God's mind long before your mother said I do to your father. Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I hope you are reading what I'm reading. I'm talking to you. Before I formed, before God formed me in the womb, he already knew me. Before I was born, he already set me apart, separated me for my purpose and my assignment. The same with you. I appointed you unto, as a prophet to the nation. This was the one of the first scriptures I was given when I got saved after I was born again. The first scripture given me was John Joshua 1, 8 and 9. The second scripture was this scripture right here. I appointed you as a prophet, a mouthpiece, a representative, a spokesperson for me, two nations. So right from the beginning, I knew I was not called just to, to be localized. <laughs> I was not called to be boxed in. I was called to nations that I would start local, but I should think global. The same scripture, the same scripture applies to you. My purpose was determined long before my parents met each other. I want you to, I want you to say that to yourself. Your purpose was determined long before your parents met each other. Your parents, my parents and your parents were used as instruments to bring us here. But they are not the ones who determine what you are supposed to become. It was determined long. It was pre, predetermined. Like the Bible talks about predestined, predestined. We were predestined to be people of greatness and to be influencers and affluences. Ladies and gentlemen, invite everybody that you know to come for this series because this and, and, and share this series far and wide everywhere. 
replay it everywhere and get everybody that you love, even including your enemies, <laughs> to start listening to this so they will leave you alone. It's not wasting their energies on you. They'll discover their purpose and discover they are wasting their time trying to criticize you and rather do something fruitful with their life. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Abraham Allen is asking a question. He said, please, why does God allow people to make wrong choices when he seeks people to fulfill their purpose? The question to that is everybody has a will. God has given everybody a will, a will, a will. God does not violate our will. Life is about choices and decisions. Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, I present before you, it says, I present before you life and death. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So one of the things that God never interferes with in our lives is our will. We are spirits, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Everybody is a spirit. That's what we are teaching on Wednesdays at the Global School of Wisdom. So join us every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the Global School of Wisdom. We're teaching on how to be led by the Spirit. Everybody is a spirit. We're created in the image of God. God is a spirit. So we are all spirits. We have a soul, which is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So one thing God does not tamper with is your will. He will give you he gives you the will. That's why Adam had the will to determine to eat of the fruit of the good of good and evil or not to. He gave them. He said, there's a tree in the middle of the garden. <laughs> That's not something that you are supposed to eat from. Don't, don't go there. But Adam went ahead and did what he was. So one, the reason why God allows people to make wrong choices, because he has given all of us willpower. This is what it says. I have set before you life and death. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. So your choices, it gives us all the ability to choose whether to fulfill his purpose for our lives or not to fulfill his purpose for our lives. It's entirely up to us. And I put something on Facebook after my prayer walk this morning. This is what I heard. It's never late to be right and it's never late to do the right thing. So when you discover that you have made a wrong thing, you have made a wrong choice, just return. Just go back. Like in Malachi, it says return, return, return. Return, 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 return. Um, it says, yes. So, um, so God gives us all the willpower to determine what to do and not. He won't force you to do his will. You have to make up your mind. This is so. God has given us all like you just put there. He has given us a free will to choose. Our choices are based on our relationship with God. The way that the Holy Ghost, that's powerful. Well done. Well done, Abraham. For answering your own question. God bless you. Sandra Aquaba, you're welcome. Fantastic radio. Fantastic radio UK, you are welcome. Spread this on fantastic radio. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. We have Ishfaq watching from Pakistan. God richly bless you for joining us, Dr. Prophet Ting. You are also welcome. God richly bless you. So we are looking at how to discover God's purpose for your life. So he says, before I formed you, before I knew you, I, before I formed you, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you. I separated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So like I was saying, I discovered my calling is to the nations that I will start local, but I should be thinking global. That's why we call, we're asked to, to, to call our Wednesday services Global School of Wisdom. That's why our Facebook platform is, is from the Hattonwood Global. That, that's, that's the reason. The reason is 
We are called, go ye into all the world and influence your world. So you are called as a global citizen. You are called as a global influencer. I don't care what position you are in, whether you are separated, whether you are divorced, whether you are single, whether you are in your sick bed. It doesn't matter. You are called to influence the world globally, globally, globally. Because before we were born, we ordained as prophets in our field, businessmen to the nations, entertainers to the nations, prophets of mouthpiece of God in your field to the nation, not just a preacher, but what God had called you to do is to affect nations. Then Jeremiah said, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. See, Jeremiah couldn't believe what God was telling him. He says, I'm but a child. Listen to the warning. God said, never say I'm a child. So stop describing yourself as a child or, or, or as a grasshopper. I mean, <laughs> like the Israelites described themselves when they saw the, the sons of Anak. He said, do not say that I'm a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. These were the scriptures, our foundational scriptures I was given when I started in ministry. I do never say I'm a child. For that shall go to everyone I shall send you and whatsoever I command. That's why we say the things we say and we say them the way we say them. It says, thou shall, thou shall go to all that I shall send thee and whatsoever. I'm a mouthpiece of God. I am his representative. I'm not an orator. I am an oracle. You are not an orator. You are an oracle. Thou shalt say everything that I command you to speak. Be not afraid of your faces, for I am with you to deliver you. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Glory to God. Touched my mouth. God has touched your mouth to preach the gospel and to fulfill God's purpose and mandate for your life. And the Lord said unto him, I have put my words in your mouth. See. I have set you over the nations, over the nations, over the nations, over the kingdoms to root out, to destroy, to pull down, to throw down, to build and to plant. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a global citizen. You are a global influencer. You start local, but you must be thinking global. We are called go ye into all the world, all nation groups. All, that where there is ethnos, all nation groups, all the seven mountains and influence. Why do we need to discover God's purpose for our life? The first is where purpose is unknown. Abuse is inevitable. Abuse is inevitable. Do not be afraid of the faces of the people you have been called. That was what God said from the beginning. <laughs> That's why I'm not afraid. When I'm saying what is it, that was an instruction. It was not a suggestion. Go and tell them everything I tell you to do because that is what will liberate them or liberate them or free them or make them fulfill the life. Be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee. Glory to God. That's why preachers are bold as they are. They have their mandate from God. So, Ladies and gentlemen, as a bird that wandered from a nest, Proverbs chapter 27 verse 8, we are looking at why should you discover or how to discover God's purpose for your life. As a bird that wandered from a nest, so is a man that wandered from his place or purpose or assignment. If a bird wanders from their nest, they become a prey. 
In the same way as human beings, when we wander from our purpose and our assignments, we become a prey in life, frustrated in life, walking through life, morose, sad, for no apparent, for, for avoidable reasons. Avoidable reasons. Discover your purpose. And we're going to be teaching you how to discover. There are keys. There are practical things that help you to know this is what I'm called to do. So we're going to look at that. Listen to God speaking in Jeremiah, speaking to the same Jeremiah again in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. So Proverbs 27, 8, as a bird, as a human being who wanders from her nest or her place or his or her assignment or purpose in life, so is a man or woman who wanders from his place and assignment. Stay within your assignment and if you have not found out, we will teach you how to find out your assignment. And listen, it is never late to be right. It is never late to start all over again the right way. It is never late to be right and it's never late to do the right thing. This could be your right time to discover your purpose and fulfill God's mandate for your life. Because you see, this, this earth is waiting for the manifestation of sons and daughters of God. So you need to find God's purpose for your life. Listen to God speaking to Jeremiah. For I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. See, God, oh, for I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, and to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God speaking to Jeremiah and to you and I. Every time you are reading the scriptures, personalize it. He said, I know, God speaking said, I know the thoughts that I have. God knows his thought, human beings may have their thoughts about you, but God's thought is, is, is superior. I know the thoughts that I have for you, your business, your family, your career, your profession, your ministry, your church, your marriage, your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. And he's telling us that the thoughts that he has of us are thoughts of peace, of good, and not of evil. People may have evil thoughts concerning you. <laughs> Forget about it. Just follow God and follow God's purpose for your life and he will deal with the rest. It is never late to do the right thing. It's never late to start all over the right way. Wiser, wiser, more knowledgeable and with understanding. I know my lane. I stay in my lane. I don't cross over. I don't go into other people's lane. I am a success in my lane. You only succeed when you stay in your lane. Don't try to do what somebody else is doing. That's why you must discover God's purpose for your life. And like I said, it's never late. I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. Thoughts of good. So God's thoughts of you are thoughts of good. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. God does not wish you evil. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Retrace your steps. I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. And I'll bring you to an expected and another translation says, I'll bring you into a future and a tomorrow, a future and a tomorrow, a future and a tomorrow. There is a future for everybody on this platform. Glory to God. Why must I discover God's purpose for my life? Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. You know, there are many decisions we make in life, many choices we have to make in life. And sometimes you're wondering, is this the right way or is that the right way? Simply because there's a way that seems right. It sounds right. It sounds good. It sounds, you know, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. 
God has a future. And then tomorrow, listen, God said to Bishop Oyedipo one day, my future is not in your plan. My future, he says, your future is not in your plan, but in my plan. Your future is not in your plans that you make without consulting God. Your future is not in your plans. Your future is in my plan. Because Proverbs 16, 25 says, there is a way that seemeth right. There is a way. There are many things that seem right, but the end thereof are traps. They are the ways of death. That choice, that decision that you are about to make or you have made, you discover there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Not, listen, write this down. Not every good way is a God way. Not every good way is a God way. Not every good way is a God way. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end is a way of death. And that is why we must discover God's purpose for our life. Let's discover it from his mouth. Like Jeremiah discovered it from the mouth of God. Like Paul discovered it from the mouth of God. Like Jesus discovered it from the mouth of God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the safest way. In Acts chapter 13, while they were worshipping and praising God, God came down and said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. For the assignments that I've given them, not every good way is a God way. Not every good way is a God way. Not every good way is a God way. My wife and I learned from Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland all those years when we're learning about the faith, that when we are going to do anything and we don't have our peace about it, we just wait. I mean, no matter how long it takes, just wait. Wait, just wait. When, when, not every good way is God's way. They are all GG, but they are not the same. They are all GG, but not, there's not every good way is a God way. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why this, our Sunday messages are crucial. Every Sunday we're dealing with the Holy Spirit. Every Wednesday at Global School of Wisdom, 7 p.m. on Facebook and Instagram, we're dealing with how to be led by the Spirit. I asked our members last week, how do, how do you think pastors know what to preach and what not to preach on Sundays? We are led by the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. <laughs> we are not led by the economy or the faces of men. No. We are led by the Spirit. So Holy Spirit should help us to choose God's way. So why do we need to discover God's purpose for our life? Listen to this. Your purpose is the reason for your existence. Your purpose is a problem you are here to solve. Your purpose is your business. Your purpose in life is your business in life. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Even Jesus had to know his purpose. Listen to 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Even Jesus needed to have a purpose on earth. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest. In other words, the Son of God, Jesus, appeared for this singular purpose to destroy all the works of the devil and give us power 
to be able to destroy all the works of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So if even Jesus needed to know what his purpose was, for 30 years, nobody heard of Jesus. For 30 good years, Jesus did not preach. For 30 good years, he was waiting for the, the Bible says, for when, when the fullness of time was come, the Lord sent his son. Your purpose is the reason for your living. Your purpose is the reason for your existence. Your purpose is the reason for your existence. For this purpose was the son of God. Jesus himself needed to discover his purpose before he stepped out at the age of 30. For 30 years, he was silent and then went to John the Baptist to be baptized. Coming out of the river, the spirit of God descended, the dove, the, the spirit of God descended as a dove and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He was led into the wilderness, stayed there for 40 days and 40 nights, buying into the mind of God, discovering what his purpose in life was and receiving instructions and stepped out and the fame of him spread abroad. If it took Jesus 30 years being silent and it was when he went to Jordan to be baptized and went into the wilderness and fasted and prayed and came out and started his ministry, then you and I need to take time to find out I'm not called to be like the Joneses. I'm not called to be like somebody else. I need to find what God's purpose in my life, uh, purpose is for my life. For this purpose was the son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. As a bear that wandered from her nest, so is the, uh, the, the a man that wanders from his place. Your purpose is the reason for your existence. So if you don't know your purpose, your purpose is the reason for living. You are existing, you are living because of your purpose. Your, prop, your purpose is the problem you are here to solve. Your problem is your business. Your prop, sorry, your, your purpose is your business. Your purpose is the problem you are here to solve. Your purpose is why you were given a lease of life, not just to float. Your purpose is the reason why you are still alive. You haven't finished it. That's why God is keeping you alive. So you need to take time and find it. Stop watching TV all day. Stop being on the internet all day. Stop texting all day. WhatsApping all day. Your purpose is the reason for your existence. Your purpose is the reason why you have been given a lease of life. Remember, it's a lease of life. You will not be here forever. Your purpose is why you have been given a lease. At least your life is on lease. Your life is on lease. It's not freehold. It's not freehold. My life and your life is not freehold, like a freehold property. A leasehold property does not belong to the individual. It belongs to the person upon whom the ground is. Upon, upon, upon whom the one who owns that ground, that land, that territory. Jesus has our perfect example, knew his purpose. We must also know our purpose in order to make life Worth living. That's a good one, Mama B. Worth living. Your life, listen. Your life is only worth living in your discovery of your purpose for your life. That's why we encourage you, don't miss this Saturday sessions and don't miss the Global School of Wisdom every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on this same platform. Your purpose is 
why you were given a lease of life. Your purpose is what you are here to do and accomplish. Your purpose is what you are here to do and accomplish. Your purpose is what determines who you become in life. People know me for leadership. That's my assignment. People know me for debt cancellation and financial freedom. That is the purpose for which I was assigned. I hate ignorance and I hate poverty. So you discover all our programs are educational programs, inspirational programs, empowerment programs, edifying programs. They are teaching services, not just shouting. To put tools in your hand that you can use when you leave the platform to become everything that you are called to be. So you don't call me all the time or call your pastor all the time. There's a time to call your pastor, but there's a time to make sure that his phone is off to deal with new converts. Because you have been around, you have been known. It's wisdom because you have wisdom, you have knowledge, you have understanding to be able to disciple others. We will not be here forever. Our lives are on a lease. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down. Write that down. <coughs> your, your, your life and my life is on a lease. That's why Bible says to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Once you have finished your assignment on earth, what are you hanging around here for? <laughs> Once I finish my assignment on earth, I'm taking off glory to God to go and receive my rewards. See, that's why I, I'm on this platform and on that platform. I'm doing what God has called me to do and to make sure I die empty. I'm sure I'm going to do a series on that. You must die empty of everything that God has put in. You are too loaded. You are too loaded. You are too loaded to hang around. You are too loaded. You are too loaded. You are too loaded with what God wants you to become to just float through life or cruise through life. You're supposed to live a purpose-driven life and a principle-driven life. We will not be here forever. Our lives are on a lease. Hence the need to discover your purpose quickly and fulfill it in within the time allocated. Jesus just needed 33 years. That's all. That's all Jesus needed. We all promised long life, 120 years. Glory to God. If you need 120 to finish your assignment, glory to God. Believe God for it. Or when you are satisfied, you finish your assignment, you want to take off, glory to God. Paul said, "Ah, oh, I have a desire to leave. But because you guys still need me, I will hang around you. So death is a choice. When you die, it's a choice. It's entirely up to you. Glory to God. These are all things that believers need to discover. <laughs> Nobody should be able to kill you before your time. You take off when you finish your assignment. That's why Jesus said, it is finished. You need to finish your assignment, but you cannot finish your assignment when you don't know what your assignment is. You, you you cannot finish your assignment when you have not even started because I haven't discovered what it is in the first place. There are many 30-year-old people, 20-year-old people, 40-year-old people, 45-year-old people, 50-year-old people, 60-year-old people, 70-year-old people who have still not discovered what God's purpose is for their life. But thank God is never late to be right. Abraham was in hell of the child. This God called him at 75. 
75. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. It is never late to start. It's never late to be right. It's never late to discover God's purpose for your life. Listen, glory to God. I just said the Holy Ghost. If you are a wife, you are not called to remain a housewife. You are not called to remain a housewife. You must be a housewife still fulfilling her assignment on this planet. You are not born to just remain a housewife or a house husband for life. Die empty. What do we mean? Do everything God has put inside you to be. Look on your inside. Dig deep into yourself. Find yourself again. 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 No wonder Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul said, I am in a strait. I'm, I'm beside him. He had the choice. Oh God. Stop fearing death. Get my book on death. Will not take you by surprise. Never, 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 never. He said, I am in a, you see, he knew his purpose in life. He knew he had not finished his purpose in life. So he said, I'm in a strait betwixt two, two decisions. Having a desire to depart, to be with the Lord as to die and to be with Christ, which is far better. But he said, because you guys still need me and I haven't finished my assignment, I decide to stay. Then when it was time for him to live anywhere, he was ready to leave. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my race. Now there's laid out for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord would deliver to me. He did not go before his time. You are not supposed to go before your time. When you have a purpose to fulfill on earth and God has things to do with you and there are many people who must be impacted and you are not finished, why is God taking you away? You are not supposed to live before your time. You live before your time if you don't know why you are here or you are fed up of life. Finish your assignment. You cannot finish your assignment until you discover your purpose. You cannot finish your assignment until you discover your purpose. Take time. In I'm going to show you the steps. Take time. We're going to be giving you the steps. Find time. Make time. And, and fast and pray. Get into the word. And we're going to give you the practical clues that helps you to know why God has called you. Ladies and gentlemen, your Purpose is why you are here, what you are here for. Glory to God is your purpose is what should determine who you marry. <laughs> your purpose is what determines who you marry. It's not the looks, it's your purpose that determines who you marry. I like what Cynthia Hines just said, I shall not die before my time. So your purpose is what should determine who you marry. Your purpose should determine your associations, your friends. Successful people choose their friends and associations based on their purpose and their destination. Oh, glory to God. Your purpose is God's reason for your life. For your life. Now, let me give you one of the clues to um, discovering God's purpose for your life. Number one, pray for God's revelation. Ask your manufacturer. Who told Jeremiah what he was called to do, God. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask God to show you, to give you a revelation. Write this down. I'm giving you 
keys to identifying God's purpose for your life. Pray for God's revelation of your purpose in life. Take weeks, days, months, never late to get it because you need to get it right. Don't assume it. Don't assume you're, don't assume you're a teacher. <laughs> you will do a bad job. Don't assume you're a nurse. I don't like blood, so I don't go near hospitals. <laughs> I knew I would never be a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of education. My medical doctor, no, I knew it's not my purpose. I don't like blood. So there's no way I would psychedelically attempt to be a nurse. It's not happening. I will nurse, I will nurse people spiritually as a shepherd or as a pastor, but not nursing as a profession. No. Pray for God's revelation of your purpose in life. Seek him diligently. Praying for God's will for your life. That is something that you must do. Pray for God's revelation. Number two. Find out what gives you the greatest satisfaction and fulfillment in life. What are the things that gives you great satisfaction and fulfillment in life? Pray, number one, for God's revelation, for him to reveal to you what he has called you to do. Pray for revelation. Yes. Pray for revelation. See, like I was saying earlier on, you know, who who you marry is, is crucial, absolutely crucial. Your, mar- your purpose in life is what determines who you marry. When I was going to get married, I had three confirmations. A friend of mine mentioned we're just taking a stroll. Ten left and saw my wife in their garden and said, that is your wife. A, a, a prophet friend of ours, good friend of ours, very sound, intelligent and prophetic, also told us, this is the lady you need to marry. And then I had an inner witness within my own self. I had the personal revelation, personal revelation, personal revelation of who I'm supposed to marry. How did I become a pastor? God told me specifically, I've called you as a pastor. I've called you as a teacher. I've called you as an apostle. How did I know I'm an author? By revelation, by seeking his, don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Your purpose is what should determine who you marry. Your purpose is what should determine your career, your profession. Don't make assumptions. Assumption is the mother of all mess-ups. Then number two, find out what gives you major satisfaction in life. What gives me satisfaction personally is teaching, training, empowering people, getting people out of debt, empowering people financially. My, 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 one of my major things is education, 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 empowerment, 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 inspiration, empowerment, training, raising generational leaders. What gives you great satisfaction? Find out what gives you great satisfaction. And fulfillment in life. And like I said humorously some time ago, don't tell me stealing, <laughs> stealing or thieving is what gives you great satisfaction or burglary or burgling people. No, 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 no. What gives you great satisfaction in life, which leads to adding value, adding value, adding value, adding value. <laughs> Cynthia Hines said, a man said to him, to her, I was his wife. He says her response to him was, who sent you? 
You see, after, when you discover God's purpose for your life, you don't allow those shangalang, I mean, people to just come and just say, I had a revelation, I was dreaming, just like that gentleman who put out a fleece. He put out a fleece because he didn't want to go through the laborious process of seeking God's face to find out who he's supposed to marry. He, he had two or three chairs in his house. And then he covered two of them and invited this lady to his house and covered two of the chairs with a cloth and said, if the woman comes to my house and sits on this chair, that means that God is telling me, <laughs> this is my wife. Listen, if you have three chairs in your house and somebody visits your house and two chairs are covered and the only one that is left there, which is not, is not covered, I mean, common sense tells you sit on the chair that is not covered. That does not mean that that is what God is telling you that this is your wife. No. Many people put out a lot of fleeces. No. Find out from him. Find out from him. Find out from him. What gives you great satisfaction in life? Like I said, it must be moral, of course, not something that is uh, is evil or questionable. What gives you great satisfaction in life? What are the things that gives you great satisfaction? I just enjoy teaching. I enjoy preaching. I enjoy giving. I enjoy training. I enjoy raising leaders. I enjoy changing people's stories. I enjoy making people more knowledgeable and more, if I can use the word, wiser. I was going to say wisdomable. Wiser, 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 wiser. When you know better, you do better. If you don't know God's purpose for your life, you receive every kind of proposal or any kind of kindness that any man or woman shows you. Somebody being kind to you does not necessarily mean you're supposed to marry them. Is that God's purpose for your life? Are they saved? Are they born again? Do they have a vision? Are, they, are you compatible? Are you heading in the same direction? Do they have similar interests? Are they prayerful? Are they visionary? Are they selfless or selfish? Find out what gives you great satisfaction and fulfillment in life. John said, in this is my joy fulfilled. Have you discovered how joyful some people are in their professions, in their job, whilst others are not? Have you discovered how plumbers are happy when they are doing their job as plumbers? Policemen, nurses, in this lockdown, nurses, frontline workers, so excited in helping people in this COVID. That's because they discovered this is what they did not go into nursing because of overtime and salary. They had the, they had the Florence Nightingale spirit. What gives you satisfaction in life? When you are going on your job and you're always grumbling, you're going to job on the job on Monday and you're always grumbling and you wish you were not there, that tells you that is not God's purpose or job or career for your life. Despite policemen being shot and all that, they are still at post because some of them went there because this is what they wanted to do. This is what gives them satisfaction. This is what gives them satisfaction. This is what gives them satisfaction. What gives you satisfaction in life? Fulfill, I mean, for, fulfillment in life. Fulfillment in life. Fulfillment in life. Fulfillment in life. 
Even preachers, people who are preachers, men of God go through all manner of stuff. Why are we still preaching despite some of the things that we go through? Betrayals and all these things. Glory to God. Because we know that we know that we know in our spirit that we know that this is what we are called for. For this purpose where we call forth glory to God, glory to God. When you know your purpose, what people see about you, what you go through, glory to God. You see it, glory to God. As while we, while we, what, what is the way that the Bible says, while we, we while we, um, all the scripture, Second Corinthians 4, 17 to 18, our light affliction. You see it as a light affliction. Our light affliction worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory because you have discovered by revelation, by re- ladies and gentlemen, by revelation, your wife, by revelation, your husband, by revelation, the church you go to, by revelation, your pastor, by revelation. Don't sit under a pastor with your head. Sit under a pastor by revelation. So no matter what happens, you stick to that church because you know that man, Jeremiah 3, 15 to 16, that he was appointed for your destiny or else somewhere along the line, you will faint and decide, this is not the place for me. You see, listen, never go to a church based on your head. Go to a church by revelation. Sit under your pastor by revelation. So it doesn't matter what anybody says about the pastor, about the ministry. Glory to God. You are confident. You are fully persuaded that this is the church for me. This is the ministry for me. This is the business for me. Glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to get this. One of the most important messages you will ever hear is about purpose. Like the scripture, the statement I made, there are the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. Why am I in this church? Why am I in this country? Why am I married to this woman or this man? Why am I doing what I'm doing? You need to know so nobody dissuades you. No one dissuades you. No one dissuades you. You enjoy what to do, you do. So the question is like, Mamza, do you enjoy what you do? despite the challenges or do you grumble or do you complain about it if you complain about what you are doing that's not what you are called to do so find out what gives you satisfaction have you ever asked yourself why people stay in the profession in which they are despite the situation that they are going through they stick there let me give you one final one for today find out even when it comes to what you are satisfied about, what gives you satisfaction, you need to even still find out from God's word about what gives you satisfaction. What what gives you satisfaction? There's the word of God line up. There's it line up. Now, let me give you this one for as we round up for today. Find out, that's number, number three, is find out from God's word. Find out what God's word says about what gives you satisfaction. Then number four, find out what when you wake up in the morning, you would love to do all day without even being paid for it. I think I'm going to stop on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this one as a roundup for today. <laughs> find out, number four, find out what when you wake up in the morning, you would love to do all day without even being paid for it. You see, when you discover your purpose, God's purpose for your life, money is not the motivation. Money is not the consideration. Destiny, your purpose is the consideration. 
I receive that, Cynthia. May the Lord bless you with more grace, Bishop. You are teaching powerful truth. Thank you, Cynthia. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Find out, how do I discover God's purpose for my life? Number one, by revelation. Number two, what gives you satisfaction in life? Number three, even without satisfaction in life, there's a word of God match. You have a word for it. Number four for today, find out what, find out what, when you wake up in the morning, what you would love to do all day without even being paid for it. <laughs> You can wake me up at 2 a.m. to preach. I won't be asking for love offering. <laughs> I won't be asking for honorarium. Because the one who called me will pay. What is it that you love doing, even if they don't pay you for it? That's how you know whether it's your purpose. Because money is not always a motivation. And people will not always pay you. People will not always be grateful. People will not always be thankful. People will not always give you something for the good that you do to them. Many people you have done good to, most of them have not rewarded you, but they are still at it. Even when you are working on a job and they are not paying you what they should pay you, you are still at it. Jacob's salary was changed 10 times backward. He kept at it and it was, it was, it was a divine idea that was given him on that same job that turned his life around to become richer than his employer. Ladies and gentlemen, find out what you love to do all day, even if you are not paid for it. That is one of the, I have 21 clues to give you, 31 clues to give you also how to discover God's purpose for your life. Number four, find out, find out what you love to do all day without grumbling, without complaining, without, without, without being coerced, without being called, without being texted, without being WhatsApp, without being Snapchatted, without being encouraged. And you love, no matter what environment, COVID or no COVID, snow or no snow, whatever, you are there, you are there, you are there, you are there. You are there, you are there, you are at it. Cheerfully, joyfully, without no congratulations or certificate. Money is not a motivation to people who have discovered their purpose. <laughs> Money is not the motivation when you've discovered your purpose and are fulfilling that assignment. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to continue this next week, Saturday. And I'm going to encourage you to join us. We have started the Global School of Wisdom. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm excited about this Global School of Wisdom. Um, we started this on uh, <laughs> on Wednesday, the Global School of Wisdom. And we are teaching on how to be led by the Spirit of God. How to discover God's purpose for your life. How to stay in the center of God's purpose for your life. When you discover God's purpose, money is not the motivation. When you discover your purpose and are fulfilling that assignment. So, I'm going to continue from number five next week, Saturday. At the same time, I'm going to encourage every one of you, share this entire session with everybody that you know. Send it on Snap. Send it on all the social media networks. Send it everywhere. Paste it on YouTube, we're gonna have it on, supposed to be on YouTube as well. It's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, share it everywhere to motivate somebody who's frustrated, who, who is debating, someone who's committing, debating suicide or they're wondering what on earth to do. It's never late to be right and never late to retrace your steps. You are not old. You are not too young. You are not too old. You are not too middle aged. Find out God's purpose for your life. 
So join us this Wednesday for the Global School of Wisdom where I'll be teaching on how to be led by the Spirit. And join us next week, Saturday. Next week, Saturday, same time, 12 noon to 1 p.m., where I'm going to continue with the, with how to discover God's purpose for your life. Glory to God. Once again, thank you all for taking the time to join us today. I believe you have been thoroughly and powerfully blessed. I am emphasizing, don't Keep this to yourself. Share this with as many people. Your, your freedom is tied to the freedom of others. Your knowledge, your wisdom, your prosperity is tied to other people. When you get blessed, you must share what blessed you with other people so they also become blessed and their story changes. So join us next week, Saturday at the same time. And I also like to invite you to join us at our church service. Glory to God. Join our actual service. This and every Sunday, you don't need to, if you, are, if you live in the London area, North London, South London, East London, West London, Greater London, Outside London. Croydon is not too far. We come to Croydon for our home office documents. So Croydon is not too far. We get British Rail from Victoria and come down to West Croydon. Get British Rail from London Bridge and come down to West Croydon and hop on the bus 64289. All of them will bring you to our church, three minutes walk from May Day Hospital. Our church is opposite the city house on the main London Road and adjacent to uh, Griffin House, which is on Midhurst Avenue. And the building is right at that junction, Midhurst Avenue Junction, opposite city house, adjacent uh, uh, Griffin House. And just three minutes walk bus stop from May Day Croydon University Hospital. I look forward to see you tomorrow in our service. Join our actual service, 11.30 a.m. You don't need to book a seat to come to join us. Or if you are watching from outside London or outside the nation, like Cynthia Hines, and those who are watching from across the nations, then join us on facebook.com forward slash H-O-J City Church forward slash live, and also on house underscore of underscore Judah on Instagram. God bless you. Once again, thank you all high achievers for joining us today. And we look forward to see you come on next week, bringing more people, bringing more people, bringing more people on this platform to be enlightened just as you have been enlightened. Have a wonderful afternoon. Mama B and I love you and appreciate you. Share, share, share and invite as many people to join us tomorrow in church and next Saturday and next Wednesday. God bless.